the Art and Industry of Business and Living podcast, discussing conscious choices around business, money, life and living and creating a greater future for you and the planet. Hi, everybody. Welcome to the Art and Industry of Business and Living. So many people live off the living and they just talk about business. No, no, it's about living as well. Yes, how does it get any better than this? So today I am in Mauritius. Actually, a friend of mine went, oh, my God, where is that? And she looked at the map and went, it's just like a little dot. Is the island big enough? <laughs> is it you going to get lost? And I was like, no, no, it's beautiful. It's uh, actually used to be owned by, well, uh, the British until 68, and it's actually one of the Commonwealth countries, which I just found out. So I'm here. It's French-speaking. I'm about to start a Choice of Possibilities class and I have on the line with me Mr. Brandon Watt, who is in Slovenia. So welcome, Brandon. Hello. Good morning. <laughs> good morning. Well, good afternoon. You? Exactly, wherever you are. Well, this is going to be aired on the 9th of April. So you know what? 9th of April. Happy 9th of April Day, everybody. <laughs> Just call it good day. Exactly, yes. So I wanted to – I asked Brandon if he would come on. You know, I've known Brandon now for, I think, about nine years or something around that. And, oh, well, in this lifetime, feels like an eternity as well. And there's been so many changes that have occurred for Brandon and for myself. And one of the things recently is we were in Rome at Facilitators for Access Consciousness and Gary Douglas, the founder of Access, and Dr. Dane here, the co-creator, are usually the ones who jump up on stage for five days and they facilitate the facilitators. So if you decide to become a facilitator. And there was over 400 people, largest class ever yet so far, until the next one. And we got a text 48 hours prior saying, you need to start facilitators, I need to delay my plane. And this was from Gary Douglas. He had, he had shingles, which was really painful. And he had, it was really all over his back and under his arm, etc. And you know, his, his body was swelling up, so he couldn't get on a plane. So we got like 48 hours notice to jump on stage, which was interesting because for me, I went, oh, my God, only 48 hours. And I went, well, hang on a second. What would I have done if it was two weeks notice? Like nothing different except uh, go, I okay, we're I doing this. Probably tried, I would have probably tried to prepare. But I've noticed <laughs> in my life that when I have too much time on my hands to make a choice, I try and prepare for it, and it never works out. You know, that is so true about too much time on your hands. <laughs> it's like, get busy and start creating. <laughs> yeah. And about a year ago, a year and a half ago, uh, Gary and Dane asked myself and Brennan to do Choice of Possibilities classes, the COPs, which previously only Dane and Gary have been doing. So we've been traveling around the world, you know, doing them in, hence why I'm in Mauritius and Brendan is in Slovenia and doing these classes. And I've noticed that we have had to step up and be more. And one of the things that Gary said to us when we first, you know, were asked to do this is that he said, you know what, you're, you won't have any privacy anymore. I think we're both learning that. Um, I've <laughs> think, definitely learned that more so in the last month or so. But yes, definitely <laughs> learning we don't have privacy anymore. We're exposed no. to the world. <laughs> exactly. So... So let's start with that. And it's like, what has that been like for you? And, you know, how has that been being exposed to the world, changing in front of the world? Well, it's been different. I mean, I didn't quite believe it when he said it. I was like, eh, it's fine. I can still have my private life. But I realized as the months went on and as I connected with more people in doing the classes that I was connected to more people. And the more people I was connected to, the less sense of, 
anywhere I could hide was there. And I mean, for me, my whole life was about how can I hide away from the insanity of the world? And I'd find places where I could hide, whether that be, you know, just excluding myself from the world or just keeping myself not present with people. And I realized with this that it was like, no, I have to be here. And for both of us doing these classes, our job is to create more consciousness in the world. And it's pretty hard to do that if you're hiding anyway. Yeah. Brandon and I were both, we were both in a relationship. We were in a relationship together. <laughs> we were in a relationship together for uh, eight years. And, you know, we had a great relationship. And that was also pretty much in the, the, the limelight, I guess, to an extent, because I have been worldwide coordinator of access for, you know, so many years. And then we chose to break up the relationship too. And that has been, we've we even been on TV <laughs> talking about that. So there's been a lot of different things that have been occurring that it is in out in the open and we are we'll be doing relationship done different classes which the first one well that we'll be doing together starts on the eighth it is eighteenth of April so it's live streamed as well so eighteenth of April is the uh, just a little advert here is the intro night and then the following three days nineteenth twentieth and twenty first so. You can just start with the first evening or you can come, just go the whole hog and do three and a half days. That's what we invite you to. So we have lots of good copy to talk about relationships done different. We have lots of good copy to talk about living, <laughs> about living. So mm. one of the things, I've just been listening to your uh, Choice of Possibilities class from Munich, Brendan, and it's brilliant, really. It's absolutely brilliant. If you get to go to a class with this gentleman, please do. It's amazing. And one of the things that I was listening to is you talking about being uncomfortable and I wanted to just explore that a little bit about being uncomfortable with the choices that you make and what you know what sort of what you can do anything here tools processes swear whatever you want it's like but what sort of tools do you have or what can you speak to when people choose not to choose something different and choose something more because they've decided that's too uncomfortable well, yeah, and that's the that's the thing we do is we decide and we define our comfort zone. So we'll go, okay, so this is – it's like we create our comfort zones as the parameters of what we will and will not choose. So for me, it's like I'd have my comfort zone. It, it, it's like a bubble. You put a bubble around yourself where you'll know that you can choose up until that certain point and then it's too uncomfortable. So you know when to stop choosing because it's too uncomfortable to choose that. For me, what I realized was when those uncomfortable choices came up, that that was the thing that was going to get me, that was going to expand that place that I decided I could choose from. So I started choosing them, no matter how uncomfortable they were, and I watched as my life started getting bigger from making those choices. A lot of us will stop and go, no, that's too uncomfortable. I mean, there's been many uncomfortable choices over the years, but one of them was when I got calm comfortable riding my horse in Costa Rica, you know, have a horse in Costa Rica and wonderful, sweet horse, and I'd got comfortable riding him, and I was like, I need more of a challenge, so Gary Douglas says to me, okay, you can ride my horse tomorrow, and I was like, what, and you know, and his horse, it was, it was pretty much from getting off a Vespa into a Ferrari, this horse, so I didn't sleep all night, I was like, no, no way. I'm going to die. And, um, <laughs> and that, and that didn't helped sleep. you, didn't it? Not sleeping all night oh, yeah. Yeah, and freaking out and, about it. Yeah, yeah. Really, yeah, really helped. Really, you know, it was just a wonderful waste of time. 
But um, so <laughs> didn't sleep all night. I was pacing in my room. I was thinking, oh my god, I'm, I'm going to die. You know, and I got on this horse, and I didn't die. I'm still here, and my life expanded because I was willing to make. I was willing to go for it, no matter how much I decided I was in fear, no matter no matter how much I decided I was uncomfortable. I was choosing it. So they're the moments where I've realized that if you make those choices, your life gets bigger. And, you know, for a lot of people, and I watch a lot of people do it, their life gets bigger. And if your life gets bigger, you get more choice. I love that. It's brilliant. And you also, you know, you, you own that horse now as well. And you also just bought another horse I recently, which I, which I saw you ride for the first time. And he's a young stallion. So he's still like, you know, you know, yes. Let's go shag all those mares over there. And I watched you ride. <laughs> and tell me about that. Well, well, he's white, so I, I I am now a prince with a white horse. You know. So oh dear. Just to be clear, <laughs> just to be clear, um, that was fun. It's like with any, I mean the the energy of him, you know, looking around because it's like it's pretty much a horse's point of view is I'm going to find out how to have sex with every single female around here. So. The energy that was going on with with his body was definitely interesting, but it was another one of those moments where I think most of us have this idea that we can't do something, so we stop ourselves, where that's the lie that we tell ourselves. You don't know that you can't do anything until you actually do it. You don't know you can't do anything until you actually do it. And I get that so much about just, like, stepping forward. I mean, you uh-huh. know... The other day when we were in Paris and uh, Gary Douglas was doing an advanced body class and I've been looking at the schedule sort of going, okay, so we need to look at a few things different and what do we need to change? And I said to Gary, advanced body class is definitely one of the classes I would have said, oh, I, you know, I can't facilitate that. You need to get somebody else. And he said, I need you to get on stage and facilitate. And I did it. And I did it with uh, Grace Douglas as well and Gary did the mornings and it was awesome um, I did one afternoon on my own and it was brilliant I had so much fun I was actually so happy it was amazing and people in the class were really grateful and they were really happy and it was something that I would have said put in my honor oh, that's not me box and I realized that you can't have any of those that's not me box because otherwise yeah. you will define yourself by the boxes that you are creating of the things that you think you cannot do. And it's not true. So yeah. let's do this for right now. All of those boxes that you've created and everywhere that you've defined yourself as the, you know, I can't do this, that's not possible, that's not me, where you destroy and uncreate it. Time's a godzillion. Right and wrong, good and bad, pot and pock, all nine shorts, boys and beyond. And let's, let's try this too. So what? What have you defined as your comfort zone that keeps you computing? No, that keeps you computating what you will and will not choose. Oh. Everything that is times a Godzilla, we just try and create it. All right, no, good and bad, pop and put on and shorts, boys and beyond. So, what have you defined? Yeah. So, what have you defined as your comfort zone that keeps you computating what you will and will not choose? That's a good one. I'm going to use that in my call tonight. Everything that is, yeah. I've got Zoom, we destroy and create it. Right and wrong, good and bad, talking about all names, shorts, boys and young. Okay, one more time. Most of us, and I just, because most of us think that we need to think in order to choose. So we'll go, okay, I need yeah. to think about this so that I can choose it. But in doing that, you eliminate what you can actually choose because you have to computate every choice that you make based on 
what you've defined yourself as. Yeah. If you had no definitions yeah. of you, what could you choose? So what have you defined as your comfort zone that keeps you computating what you will and will not choose? Everything that is times a good zone, we just try and create it. All right, long, good and bad, pock and pot online, shorts, boys and beyond. It's interesting because, I mean, I know we've got the Relationship Done Different class coming up as well. And one of the things, sitting here in Mauritius last night, which is a very interesting place because everyone comes here, you know, there's all couples or families and, you know, everyone's, you know, saved up their money to come here. It's the, you know, holiday of a lifetime sort of thing. And nobody's happy. And it's like they're walking around and you can see couples at dinner and meals and stuff and they don't even like each other. <laughs> it's like, what's going on, you know? And one of the things that I realized, I mean, my favorite, our favorite tool here on Mauritius is who does it belong to? Uh, oh, that's going to work Sarah, in too. Yeah, we were like, who does it belong to? Who does it belong to? And Sarah this morning said to me, I realized I'm actually happy. And I was like, yes, you are, Sarah. <laughs> There's just not many happy people around us. So who does it belong to? But one of the things I'm going to say with the relationship done different, and this is how much Brendan and I will talk about anything and everything. I was actually going to this place last night going, God, I wish I was back in a relationship with you because I knew it. And I went, well, mm-hmm. hang on a second. If that was actually what I was asking for and then I, you know, indulged in that, like in going, oh, well, if that, if if we went, okay, let's get back into a relationship and what would that look like sort of thing. And nothing about that felt expansive and yet it was a yeah. comfort zone that I knew. And I was like, wow. Yeah. So I actually started running last night too, which I think oh. is funny that I'm saying this on a rate on my podcast. I was running... I was pock and potting everywhere that I had decided that you were the one. And everything at that is times a godzillion, right and wrong, good and bad, pock and pot all nine shorts, boys and, and beyond. And I was running it over and over. Hang on one second. I just, but what I realized was the one is what you decide is comfortable for you. So I was like, yeah. I'm not asking for anything greater to show up if I have a point of view that there must be this place of comfort available for me. Yeah. And, how many relationships are you creating in order to maintain the comfort zone that you'll never choose beyond? Wow. Everything Everyone that is, we've got Zoom, we destroy and uncreate it. All right, not good and bad. Pock and pot on, and shorts, boys and beyond. So how many relationships are you creating Sorry, in order to maintain, to maintain the, the comfort zone that you'll never choose beyond? Everything that is, times we've got Zoom, we destroy and uncreate it. All right, no, good and bad, pock and pot all nine, shorts, boys and beyond. Well, I'm listening to the relationship class that Gary and Dane did in Dublin, and it's mm-hmm. brilliant. I mean, some of the information they're talking about, but realizing and looking at relationships, how we create them from that place in order to keep ourselves comfortable. One of the things I've yeah. noticed with myself since you and I have chosen to not be in relationship is I've had to look at everything with me. So it's been a little on the uncomfortable side because usually I would have went, I don't have to look at that because I've got Simone to deal with things. I don't have to create this because Simone will do it. I don't have to be more because I've got a relationship. And there was all of these places where I realized, wow, I actually have to choose what's true for me now. That can be extremely uncomfortable. I don't have to be more because I've got a relationship. Wow. Everything at that is time to go see. And for all of you out there listening to this, we destroy and uncreate it. And whatever you do, do not come to our relationship to different classes anywhere in the world, in Utah, Mexico, L.A., 
hungry. It's live <laughs> streaming. That is. Anyone can watch it. It is. Exactly. So right, that is right in my good and bad pocket. I don't Wow. Like if you're truly actually willing to live beyond the comfort zone that you've decided is is your life, it's like what else is possible? Yeah. Well, that's a good question. Yeah. I mean, I noticed too, like even with money and wealth, and it's like people have this comfort zone of what they've decided is the right amount of money to have. I mean, even recently, I realized how much I was not creating more money because it was stepping into a place of making way more money than most people around me. And I'm yeah. like, wow, Simone, that's an interesting choice. Like, why the hell would you choose that? So I poked on part of myself, and I've noticed that I started to make more money. I have more money now. So how many comfort Good zones job. are you using and creating with money? And everything at that is times a gazillion, where you destroy and uncreate it. Right and wrong, good and bad, pot and pop, all nine shorts, boys, millions. So what definitions of your financial reality are you using to maintain the comfort zone you keep choosing? Everything that is, time to go zoom, you just join and create it. Right and wrong, good and bad, pock and pot all nine shorts, boys and beyonds. Well, it was interesting, at, around Christmas time, I said to Gary, I, my money just seemed to have stopped, like it wasn't going anywhere, I wasn't, you know, I felt like I didn't have any money, like there was not much money coming in. And Gary said, well, you don't have a need to create anymore. He said, you used to create more money for Brendan so that he would have everything he desired as well. And I was like, oh my God, you're right. And I, when when we broke up our relationship, I was like, oh, well, I don't need to buy two first-class tickets, just one first-class ticket, you know. And then, yeah. then I was like, okay, I need something else to create for. And then I realized that that is also a limitation. What if I just yeah. created more? What if I just received more? What if I was just willing to be more? And I didn't have to have a reason or a justification to receive. So everywhere that and you're you, all looking for a reason and justification to receive more, where you destroy and uncreate it, Right, wrong, good and bad. bad. Pop, all nine shorts, boys and beyond. So you were with one of the most expensive princesses on the planet. So. <laughs> that is very true. <laughs> uh-huh. Well, I've got to thank you for that, Brandon, because you you made me make more money. So thank you. I appreciate it. <laughs> well, I definitely know how to spend it. So yes, <laughs> I remember uh, Chris Hughes, and that is at the Antique Guild said that too. He was like, Brendan certainly knows how to walk into a shop and spend money. Oh, yeah. He definitely yeah. does. <laughs> so, how does it get any better than this? And how much how much more can we create? And that's what I would like to look at. One of the things that you actually said in the COP Munich as well is, you said, the only place you are not willing to receive is the place you are not willing to be. Mm-hmm. Can you talk a little yeah. bit more about that? Well, most of us look at like money, for example, and they say, I, I don't have any money. I have a receiving problem. Well, is it you have a receiving problem or are you not willing to be whatever it takes to have money? And the thing with receiving is you cannot receive if you're not willing to be. So people will look at it from ex- excluding the being part. They'll say, well, I don't want to be this, but I want to receive everything. Well, it's not actually a possibility. You have to be willing to be everything in order to receive everything. And in that, it's like one of the things I noticed for myself was I was only willing to be certain things. 
the things that I'd decided were good and right and not wrong and, you know, and all the other parts I'd hired and I wasn't willing to actually be them, which eliminated a lot of my receiving. So if you're willing to look at it and go, okay, with money, okay, what would I have to be in order to have all the money I desire? And start from there. And it's interesting too. It's like, what even if you, and this, you know, you've heard it before. And what if you just started being happy? What if you could just be happy and see what shows up from that? Lavender won't let me. (laughs) Mauritius won't let me either. No, I had to push through this one. (laughs) It was so funny last night when I was just like, I feel like I'm depressed. And I was like, I don't remember the last time I've been actually depressed. And I was like, hang on a second. Whoa, whoa, back, Simone. Where are you? What's happening? How many people around you are depressed? Yeah, because they've decided that they need to be the happiest they've ever been because they've got, you know, there's water and and sand and and cocktails and pool and stuff like that. And it's like, but they're not. It's like, so what, what actually would create you being happy? What if you, I mean, we're choosing to be happy here in Mauritius. And I know there's some happy well, people here. Good. I've you're seen them. Do it there. If you're going to do it there, you're gonna... I'm going to do it here. All right. <laughs> but the thing is, it's like, I mean, you know, we've sort of touched on money as well. And I see people sit around like, you know, bitching and moaning about the money that's not showing up and then expecting money to show up. So what if you actually created some joy? What if you actually were just woke up happy? It's like, would more show up? I know when people are themselves and they're willing to be them, I'm so much more willing to give to them. It's like, but when someone's being an asshole and not being them, it's like, you're like, oh, yeah, uh, bye. So everywhere yeah. that you've decided that you have to be something different rather than just be you, we you just try and uncreate it. Right, Well, and that's the place that allows the receiving. I mean, you, we've, yeah. you've told this story many times of, with, with Nash, our teenage nightmare, <laughs> of how when he's, when he's willing to be him, you'd give him anything. You'd give him the world. But when he's, when he, when he's not willing to be him and when he's doing this thing of take or need, then it's like you have no desire to give to him. But that's the way that the universe works as well. The universe works in that way where, where you're willing to be you things will fall at your feet. If you're trying to be in lack or need of something, the universe is going, I don't get what you want. What are you talking yeah. about? And then you also, and that's where it comes in, you have to ask. Because, you know, it's sort of like, you know, a girl being a girl when they're expecting, you know, a man to know what they desire and require. What if you just ask for it? It's like, what if you just <laughs> ask the universe for what it is you want? You know, instead that of being like all a good topic in relationship. It does, doesn't it, Brendan? Maybe we'll be discovering that relationship done different. (laughs) So, hey, I've got two questions here that uh, the lovely Sul who works with us sent in for us to answer. So the first one is, what's the one choice he said you've both made that created the most change? Oh, boy. Well... Oh, boy. Interesting, because I'm doing a a one-off Zoom tonight called One Choice. I'm going to be exploring this topic. It's interesting as well because it's it's a it works two ways this question because most people then go okay I need to look for one choice rather than I need mm. to choose constantly but there are these big choices that we make in life that create massive change 
And we've all had them. I mean, one of the things Gary said to me when he asked us to facilitate the choice of possibilities classes, he said, okay, I want you to look back at your life and look at things that showed up and look at the one choice that you made that created that showing up. So I taught myself how to look at where I was making, where that one choice did actually impact a lot more. And that gave me the, the, the place where I knew that I had to be aware of each and every choice that I made because one choice can be the thing that creates your life or kills your life. So I think for me, I don't, I can't think of one specific one right now, but that's the, the thing with it is you've got to be aware of, okay, what's this choice going to create? Otherwise, you're flying blind. That's brilliant. I love that. I haven't heard that before. Because if I look at that, it's like when I was $187,000 in debt, and by the way, you can still join my Getting Out of Debt Joyfully course if you want. It's 2000. You do gettingoutofdebtjoyfully.com forward slash 2019. But when I was $187,000 in debt, and I had met Gary, and I, I knew about access, but not that much, and he was doing a business class in San Francisco, and I remember talking to my dad, and at that time, he was my accountant, and I was so in debt. And I said, I really want to go and do this business class over in San Francisco. And dad looked at me and he said, you know what? He said, I think you need to go to work out if this is something that you want to do. And he said, it's probably going to cost you like another $10,000 with the class, flight, accommodation, all that sort of stuff. And I was so grateful that he didn't look at me and say, you're being an idiot, you're being stupid, you need to pay off all your debt before you actually choose something different. And that one choice of me going over there changed my entire life. It changed Access's entire life. It changed the planet's entire existence because I know I've been a contribution to, you know, more consciousness on planet Earth. I like that. And then I'm going to say too that the choice I chose, which we will probably talk about this in the Relationship Done Different class, is the day that Gary spoke to me about, you know, one of the tools that we talk about is when you look at people like some are losers, some are winners, and then you've got the no counts. And I was always looking at, you know, you think the winners are basically the people who don't want to um, have sex with you. The losers are the people who do want to have sex with you. And then there's just these people who are like no counts. And I was always, you know, going to people who judged me and my body because that matched the judgments I had, you know. Yep, here we go. A win. That clicks in. Yeah, a win. <laughs> and uh, and the day that I went, I went, all right, I've got to be willing to change all of this. And I actually, I remember being in the shop, buying some olives because we were going to go home and drink some wine and I wanted olives. And I remember thinking, well, making the choice that I went, I have to be willing to never have sex again. I have to be like Switzerland. I have to be completely and utterly neutral. And I walked out and went home, drank some wine with some friends and had some olives. And then uh, and then you showed up. And I've got to say, Brendan, I am incredibly grateful for meeting you and for having you in my life and everything that you've been and continue to be, you know, with and for me as well. So I would say that's another huge one choice that I made and it wasn't about, neither of them were about people. They were about a, a change and a shift in my point of view. So what well, if it was the, about yeah. the change and the shift in your point of view? And that place that you, the, the thing that you talked about then about the willingness to not have anymore, it allows you the freedom to actually see what's true for you in making those one choices that are going to create the change. Because most of us go, well... I'd like this, but I'm not willing to lose this, this, and this. 
So you eliminate yeah. all of these places that can show up where you can choose from. Ah, your call's going to be awesome. Yeah, it'll probably be pretty good. You can still sign <laughs> up. So, and oh, it's, it's, it's oh, well, they can't. Actually, right. this Damn is it. not live. But you can still replay. get it on his Kinjabi site. Yeah, exactly. Go to brendanwatt.com, I think it is. So, okay. Yeah. And the, the last question here, too, is still asked, if you could change anything in the world, what would it be? Well, one of the things that's been coming up most uh, in the last couple of classes that I've been facilitating is this place of when people have decided they can only choose from what's right. And right now, I think if, if a lot of us got to this place where we're actually willing to look at what was, what's true for us instead of what, how do we get this right, then I think we're going to have a whole different world available. And we're going to have people that, I mean, if we had... 1% of the population right now on planet Earth who is willing to actually look at what's true for them and choose from that place, what invitation would that be to the planet, to everybody choosing something different? Because for me, I've always looked at how do I get my life right? How do I not be wrong? And there was always this massive judgment in my world, so I couldn't actually see what was true for me. And I'd love to see people start getting more of that for themselves. That would be wonderful. And to to recognize that there's something we all know is available that nobody has ever asked us, that we've never really explored. So what do you all know that's true for you that will contribute to the whole planet if you're willing to choose it? And everything that that is time to Godzilla and we destroy and uncreate it. Everything that doesn't allow you to perceive no being received all right, and I've got a couple well, more processes here. Yeah. Seeing as you spoke, sorry, I go wanna, ahead. I want to hear. I want to hear your side of it. Well, I actually, it's linked. I'm going to say because I would like the world to have no judgment. And if then you, you're going to sing. And then I'm going to sing. <laughs> All right, we have to tell them that story now. So. <laughs> One of the things that is maybe not my greatest capacity is singing. Uh, <laughs> and Dane here once said that That's myself... That's the judgment. Yeah. He said that when the world is out of judgment, Titissa Bowman and myself can sing out loud in public. So we always have this running joke that we go, is the world out of judgment yet? Like whenever Dane hears me sing. Because <laughs> I like singing. It's It's just... <laughs> Yeah, so I would like the world to be out of judgment. And it but that's yeah. interesting because it does it starts with not having to be right. Like not the necessity of having to be right. And I mean I explored yeah. this in depth on a call I did recently too, which I feel like I'm advertising a lot of things here. I am, but you know what? You guys have to have the choice Good. to choose something greater. So on my website, com, I did a call that was called Choose to Be Right or Choose to Be Free. So you can purchase that on there as well. And I did it for me, too, which I know, Brendan, you're doing your telecall on choice for you as well, which is one of the brilliant things about being an access consciousness facilitator. Don't, don't give away my secrets. <laughs> well, I started to open this door up, realizing how much I was trying to get things right. And when I didn't get my way, then I would be angry and I would uh, also suppress the anger. So, I mean, recently there was you know, some things that showed up in my life where for the first time ever, I actually allowed myself to be angry when anger was correct. And it was so freeing. Like I, I, actually Dane was telling me about, um, 
what's that thing on Netflix? It's an animated. Is it the um, 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 something on the hill or uh, I can't remember what it's called. It. Anyway, anyway, it's one of those like you know uh, funny adult animated shows on Netflix, and he's talking about his son is, you know, upset and crying or something. And the father turns around to him and he goes, what are you crying for? And he goes, you're not supposed to let that out. He goes, that's what your organs are for. He goes, you stick it, you jam it into your organs. And I literally, recently when I was really angry, just to be angry and allow my body to be angry was so awesome. And not anger from violence and not anger from yelling and screaming at someone, just to let myself be angry and not actually lock it into my organs and lock it into my body and suppress it. So everywhere yeah. that you've been suppressing yeah. anger and not and not allowing yourself to be angry when anger is okay, where you destroy and uncreate it. All right, and all right, right and all nine, nine Now all the demon bitches from hell are walking around going, yes, the moon just gave me permission. <laughs> it's your choice. You've got one choice. You know, and, not one uh, choice, but you've so, got a choice that will choose to change something. So how much are you suppressing your anger in order to be all right and all all right or all wrong so as to never be judged by you or anyone else? Everything is Everything that, that in. Good, and we Constantly. just try and uncreate it. Right, wrong, good and bad, pot and pop, all nine shorts, boys, millions. Wow. And I've got one more here too. What have you defined as consciousness and rightness? And does your definition of consciousness include you being kind to you? And everything at that is like Godzilla where you destroy and uncreate it. Right, wrong, good and bad, pop and pop, all nine shorts, boys, million. Oh, boy. Yeah, we tend to leave the kindness out of it, like being yeah. kind to ourselves. And that's, I get, one thing that you've learned a lot about too, Brennan, recently, yeah? Uh, yeah, definitely. I mean... Yeah, I think for most of us, we, we look at how we can be kind to others, but they, we eliminate ourselves out of the computation, thinking that if we can be kind to others, we don't have to look at what it is to be kind to us. And good question to start with. It's like, what is it, you know, to be kind to you? Not, It doesn't have to be, you know, choosing against someone or something, but being kind to you can actually include everything and everyone. So yeah. let me run this one more time. So what have you defined as consciousness and rightness? And does your definition of consciousness include you being kind to you? And everything at that is times a Godzilla and we destroy and uncreate it. Right. Right and good and bad. Good and bad, pot and pock, all night. Short <laughs> I think we've got a delay. That's why we're double pocking everything. Uh, it's good. They're getting a double, they're getting a double pock and pot. It's awesome. Yeah. So... We're pretty much at the end of our show here, even though I love co-facilitating with you. I could talk to you for ages. It's, uh, but guess what? We'll be doing it for three and a half days very soon. So if anyone yeah, wants to uh, check this out, and we have some, we have some friggin' funny videos. We've got, check out nosugarcoatingblog.com. Uh, Brendan and I are actually starting this place where you can send in some questions, and gosh, there's some crazy questions, and whatever you want. <laughs> We're answering the ones we choose because, you know what, we get to choose. And uh, and there's a bunch of blogs up there. And also, if you check out Relationship, Are You Sure You Want One, which is a book that Brenda and I co-authored, uh, you can download the first chapter, etc. There's some more videos on there. And if you go to accessconsciousness.com, you can find the Relationship Done Different class that we are starting on the 18th of um, April. There is no prerequisites for that. So anyone, if this is the first time you've ever heard of us, you can join that. Um, be prepared for 
change. <laughs> and like Brennan said, it's live streamed. You can do it from the comfort of your home. You can do it in the bath, in bed, at the office, whatever you choose. And the, the next three days, the prerequisite is that you do the evening before or you've done a bath class or a being you class. So, yeah. Yeah, go ahead, Brandon. Yeah. And get your bars run. Get your bars run. The world run. can exactly. be happier. The world can be happy. Be happy. And we've got lots more classes coming up. Slovenia, so check. Definitely get <laughs> you can even be happy. Exactly. Um, and check out Brandon's website, brandonwatt.com. He's got lots of fun stuff on there and does classes all over the world. And mine, simonemelisses.com as well. And if you like these podcasts, can you tell your friends, family, foe, give it a five-star rating, you know, do all that stuff so that we get this stuff out there and can contribute to changing the world. And also, if you want to find out more about The Clearing Statement, don't forget to go to theclearingstatement.com. So, Brendan, is there anything else that you want to say to the listeners? Uh, Get your bars run. Get your bars run. Okay, I love it. All right. So, thank you so much, everyone, and uh, we'll talk to you next time. Bye-bye.